ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on Wisconsin On Demand is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, helping you achieve your financial goals with confidence. Canopy Wealth Management. Care. Competence. Clarity. It's not just a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. It's Game Day, Wisconsin. David Gilreth from the three. 
I have a feeling Illinois is going to win the West. I do. I mean, I the, so. the odds are stacked in their favor. They could basically wrap it up today. But um, I really think it is about the identity of this program going forward and kind of like the heart and soul of Badger football. What, are, what is this program going to be? So finishing strong, running uh, division title or not, I think that matters a lot. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, Marcy. Uh, they're, they're not going to win the West. Uh, if Illinois loses today, though, we have to start the uh, the full scope. All right, they still got this chance. If Wisconsin wins today, Illinois loses. But uh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, one game at a time here. Let's focus. You sound like you're ready to go put on the shoulder pads and play. <laughs> one game at a time. I'm telling you, the weather's rubbing off on me. This game is this is going to be 12 to seven. By the way, I think there's going to be 12 to seven safety. I think this game is going to be a turnover fest. It's going to be perfect. But for me, I think this <laughs> snow and this weather is really rubbing off on the Wisconsin Iowa type of deep battle that we're kind of. I I hope we're going to see. Ultimately, I've I've warmed up to the fact that. This is going to be an ugly game, low-scoring game. Yeah. So let's have some fun with it. Let, let, let's let's build into it. Let's 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 wear it. So you say that Iowa's offense stinks. It's been nationally ridiculed all year long. Oh, terrible. Good. Very. Wisconsin, okay offense. Uh, and what we saw last week against Maryland was a great defense with the return of Hunter Wooler and Nick Herbig to that that defensive uh, defensive crew. They looked awesome last week against Maryland. So, yeah, I think you're right. This is going to be a defensive battle. I think Brad's going to get his wish with 800 punts in this game. <laughs> and maybe a fake punt. We'll get to that in a little bit. Oh, boy. Uh, but, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is low-scoring football good football? It's Big Ten football. I think I don't know. That wasn't my question. My question was, is it good football? It, it can be. It can be. There, I mean, there are low-scoring games where it's just ugly, ugly execution and turnovers and, you know, slow. But then there's also just really high-quality defense and chess matches and field positions. So it can be good football, but quite often, um, you know, usually low-scoring games come from what looks like sloppy, poor execution, ugly. And I hope we don't get that today. I mean, I want to see me some punts, right? Let's be honest. (laughs) Who doesn't want to see... 18 total punts me. in this game. You don't? <laughs> me. Come on. As much as I love you, Brad, I don't like when the punters are on the field. That's fair. That's fair. And there's, you know, there's a, there, there's not much more of a Big Ten, snowy, cold, Midwest matchup than Iowa-Wisconsin. And that's what we get. That's the cards we got dealt today. So it'll be it'll be a heck of a heck of a game, and um, it will be a low-scoring game, as you think, Colin. Are you, as it, when you were playing, were you more happy when you got to punt more and you're all over the field and it was an ugly, low-scoring game? Or were you happy when sort of the offenses were playing better and they didn't even need you? That's a great question. I, I would say my happiness from the game and the results, first of all, came from win or loss. Sure. Right? If, we, if we lost and I punted a bunch or a little, either way, not really feeling that great about the game. If we won and I was also punting eight times, it was a defensive struggle, and I felt like I had a major impact on the game, I, I'm not going to lie. I, sure. I prefer that. I would prefer a 13-10. I punted eight times and put them five inside the 20, and nice. I can like look back to seeing, okay, my punts directly impacted the game, and uh, I feel a little bit, bit more pride sure. walking out of the game You, you did way. your job a little That's more. right. That's okay. right. But, you know, if we're scoring a bunch of points, I'm holding on field goals too, which is – I'm trying to, like, you know, <laughs> you spread go. my bets, right? Spread yeah. my bets around. Um, I, that's, that's actually uh, – I like that question a lot. I was curious about that. And um, you got guys today – I think the thing that, like, Tory Taylor is notorious for flipping the field. I mean, if you're going to get into, like, where is punting interesting, it's when a guy pops one for 60, gets you out of a hole, and changes the dynamic of a football game. Those are the kinds of things that I enjoy watching in a low-scoring game like this. And, no, I'm not going to obsess over the punting. All right, I can see Strofe just rolling his eyes about this. How <laughs> much more punting are, are we going to talk about? Head. Well, I know next segment we're going to talk plenty about punting. So, uh, yeah, we're going to spend a whole half an hour talking about punting. I guess that's what happens when you bring a punter around in Brad. It's just like the ratings are just going down. <laughs> Where did all of our listeners go? People are leaving Club Lamar. What the hell's going on? ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day presented by Coors Light. We need to refresh on game day. Choose the beer that is as cold as the Rocky Mountains. Cold filtered, cold lagered, and cold packets for peak refreshment when the mountains are blue. You know what to do, and that's what everybody at Club Lamar doing and that's crushing Coors Light 2022 Coors Brewing Company Golden Colorado celebrate responsibly uh, to get away from punting talk for a moment the offense is something we're not expecting to see a ton of today however 
The Wisconsin offense coming off a pretty solid rushing performance. We saw Isaac Rendo hit a career high in rushing yards. We saw Braylon Allen go over 100 yards. He's just short of 1,000 yards on the season and will become likely in this game the fifth Badger running back in history to go 1,000 yards or more in his freshman and sophomore campaign. So Braylon Allen adding on to that legacy. But I imagine this is a ground-and-pound game. I don't think uh, your illegitimate nephew, Mertzi, uh, and Graham Mertz, is going to be looked upon to throw the ball a ton today. Yeah, uh, you know, the one thing that gives me a little bit of pause is um, I'm curious to see how, how dinged up Braylon is, and especially in a game like this where it's going to be just trench warfare He's out there. Hit, yeah. He is going to get hit a lot. And um, I'm thinking back to, you know, like last year against Minnesota, that Minnesota game, when all of a sudden you saw it. Like, he just he, – he was showing the wear and tear. I think um, it's going to be a real challenge for him getting through these last three weeks clean. And today uh, I'm nervous about that, about putting too much on his back. Yeah. That's nerve-wracking, especially with Malusi out, too. Yep. kind of less of a three-headed monster. Yep. And you got him and Garendo, a guy who's dealt with injuries himself. If one or both of them get a little banged around a little bit, they're going to have to start to ask a little more out of Graham Mertz, which – no matter how good he's playing, will make anybody nervous when you got a pass for his offense going against a great defense like this. I would say I was one of the only teams that will play this year that has as good or if not a better defense than us all that's, year. No, that's very true. Yeah. I mean, right, Ohio State's up there. Um, but other than them, right? Yeah. I mean, I was one of the best defensive teams in the country. Also, very proud of you for doing your research this week. Ches Malusi is out. Good job. Yep. Didn't know that last week. Uh-huh. So proud, proud of you for that. Only been out for like two months, but nonetheless. On it. Uh, yeah, no, you're, 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 you're a pro's pro, Russo. He's Colin Russo, Adam Ertz, I'm Alex Stroh, former Badger Brad Nortman, all with you live from the Club Lamarck here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Brought to you in part by our friends at Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. And big just got even bigger with starting pay now, $18 per hour and up. And there's hundreds of immediate openings in Evansville, Stoughton, and Broadhead for first and second shift opportunities. For open positions, which include assemblers, welders, forklift drivers, and more, go to stojobs.com. That's S-T-O-Jobs.com, Stoughton Trailers, Big Trailers, Big Opportunities. Uh, Brad Nortman had a big opportunity 10 years ago at Kinnick Stadium. We're going to take a walk down memory lane after this with the great Brad Nortman. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day with you live until 2.30 at the Club Lamarck. Slid down at the 43-yard line. First down for Brett Bielema. And the Badgers, 17-yard gain. Ah, oh, doesn't that just give you the chills? Brad Nortman in 2012. The fake punt against the Iowa Hawkeyes. One of Brett Bielema's all-time great calls as the head coach of the state uh, of the University of Wisconsin, rather. It is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We are live at the Club Lamarck, and it's time to take a walk down memory lane with Mr. Brad Nortman. So, Brad, uh, 2012, I believe that was, correct? Am I right on that? 2010. I'm a bit older than you think, but wow. 2010. I wanted to That's give you the benefit of the doubt. I know. There. I appreciate that. Your yeah. heart was in the right place. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, 2010, 12 years ago, rather. My research is worse than all of yours. Uh, I was Bra- just waiting for you to say something. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Bruce. <laughs> Chesma Lucy's not playing today. By the way. Yeah, yeah, figured that out. Yeah, good for you. Um, all right, so, Brad, that fake punt, we, we've talked about that story before, but it's one of my favorites. So I want you to break it down, what, I, what exactly happened there, because we all know you executed the punt, and uh, the fake punt, got the first down, but there's a lot more to that story than just that one play. That's correct, and just even hearing the replay of it, I mean, just brings like a single tear to my eye, just thinking about the, that play. You're adorable. That year. Well, hey, I mean, just, I'm an emotional guy, what can I say? Um, so, you know, this in the context of this season, right, so – 
you know, we, we are building toward what would be a Big Ten championship and a Rose Bowl appearance. Our first one um, since the early 2000s. So it had been a long time since we've been to the Rose Bowl. Um, you know, and we are coming off beating number one Ohio State at Camp Randall. You know, iconic moment. David Gilreath bringing the kick return back. So, you know, in the con, we had many different iconic moments throughout the season. And that one maybe being one of the biggest games in Camp Randall history. So it's easy to come off that game and let down. What people forget is the next week, I think we jumped up to 11 or 12 in the rankings, and Iowa was 14-15. So we were walking into a hostile environment where it's a top 15 matchup. So, I mean, Coach Bielema all week was, you know, keep focus, keep your eyes on the prize, don't have a letdown, don't, don't like, borrow last week to bring it to this week. This is a whole new week. This is a whole new team. And then even in that game, The Athletic wrote an article on it a few years ago on kind of how that how that game changed trajectories of, of each program. And I think they did research and found something like, if you looked at all the rosters, not everybody that played, it was something like 30 NFL players wow. came from those those rosters. Now, there were some guys, like, for instance, Melvin Gordon was yep. a red shirt that year. He counted, right? But I think that played on the field that day was something like 15, 18 NFL wow. players. So it was quite a bit across the board. It might have even been more. Don't quote me on that. But... So we walk into a hostile environment, Knick Stadium, we're going to talk about it, hard place to play, right? Very tight surroundings, loud, passionate fans. So from the get-go, it's a hostile environment. We had been researching them all week. In their punt return scheme, they were very return heavy. So what that means is, is once as they see me kind of catch and start to mold the punt, they're just turning their backs and running, right? Totally return-oriented. And, and they brought in one guy to watch the punt, just one. So we had a spread formation, kind of guys spread out in a three-man shield. It's popular in college uh, football now. It was a bit more new back then. So we put in this play called Chains, right? And Coach Bielema, classic Coach Bielema play name, right? Because he was so confident we were going to get the first down, we were going to move the chains if we called it, right? So there it is. We called it Chains, practiced it all week. Of course, you know, throughout the week it goes without a hitch, right? Okay, you know, okay, scout team, punt return, turn and run, and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we get to the game. It's back and forth. It's a super close game. And, again, bunch of playmakers on the field. So it's mid-third quarter, and Coach Bielma comes up to me. And, you know, intense. He's a you know, an Iowa Hawk guy, all a modder guy. And he said, Norman, we're running chains. Get ready. He walked away. So I'm like, I'm, I'm working on my punts on the sideline. But I'm thinking this whole time, we're actually going to be running a fake. So I sit and stew on this idea that we are running chains next time I'm out there. The rest of the third quarter, didn't punt. Early fourth quarter, mid-fourth quarter. It, I mean, I'm sitting there for 45 minutes knowing I'm going to be toting the rock at Knick Stadium here soon. <laughs> next time I run on the field. So sure enough, it's about four and a half minutes to go. We're down six, five, something like that, yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. We had some timeouts, and we went, you know, we had the ball. And we, you know, went first, didn't get it. It's a fourth and four. Now, everybody was expecting Wisconsin's going to punt the ball, try to stop them, you know, one, two, three, call your timeouts, get the ball back. Because we call it on our own 24. Our own 24, we call it. It's a gutsy and call. I'm waiting for Coach B to be like, you know what, just punt it. You know, I said that, but I said that in the third quarter, but we just punt it now. And he, you know, looked at me, looked at the punt return team, chains, go get them. So I'm like, okay, we're going. So we run out there. And I'm, you know, I'm basically head spinning. I'm comfortable knowing I'm going to punt the ball, but knowing I'm going to run the ball, that is something that I'm not familiar with. And uh, to be honest, probably not ready to take a hit, probably. And um, so, at least he's honest. Yeah, that's right. And that that unfortunately came to fruition. I have one regret, one regret about this whole play. So anyway, snap comes back. The whole idea was to catch it and mold so that they see it, and then they start turning run the run the other direction, right? Then I give a go call, and basically I'm going to follow that convoy in front of me of, of blockers, and they were offensive and defensive linemen. Again, catch it, mold, you know, kind of take one step, and then tuck, run, yell, go. And sure enough, I just see backs of jerseys and green field in front of me. And it was like, man, my adrenaline was pumping before. Now it's really pumping. The whole crowd kind of reacts, kind of a uh, an array of oohs and ahs and ohs and ohs and all those kind of things. And, you know, I'm running. It feels like I'm running for an eternity, to be quite honest, right? It feels like a long time. 
I don't feel like I'm going terribly fast. But I, feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to run quickly. So eventually, you know, I let the I let my convoy take out the one safety, right? Totally just push him to the side, no problem. He had no chance. One versus three, and it is just. It, it, it was surreal because everybody's running in the other direction. Nobody's caught on to it, and I'm running behind everybody. It was so bizarre. So eventually, I outpace my blockers, probably out of a bit of a panic because I'm, like, running for so long. I just run right past Amazing. them. And they turn around, and they start to converge on me, and I fall kind of forward. This is my one regret, right? Not trying to get maybe a little more yards, but Coach B was like, look – do not take a hit. I don't need you getting fumbled. I don't need you getting hurt. Just go down if anyone's within five yards of you. So I go down in a very um, ungraceful way. It's just kind of like I got a sniper got me. It's kind of how I went down. So that, you know, needed four, got 17. Legend. Legend. That? And if you and if, and you would have tried to get a couple more yards there, would you have tried to take a hit just for the hell of it? Or like I, I don't know if I would take a hit because there was like three guys that were kind of within the five yards yeah. of me. I would have, at a minimum, I would have done the kind of cool baseball slide. Yeah. You know, yeah. slide into second yeah. base, kind of like what the quarterbacks pop do. Up. Yeah, pop right up and say, I got this. I yeah. think that's so cool when the quarterbacks do that, when they do it well at least. So I would have done that. That would have looked pretty cool. I, I talk a big game saying like, yeah, I could take a hit. Ah, I don't think I With could. With that have. type of adrenaline, you wouldn't have felt anything. No, I wouldn't. So I think I could see that ball popping right out. Oh though. yeah, totally. <laughs> Unless I, you know, do the two hand cover on it. I was kind of holding it like a loaf of bread. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't. It wasn't. Ball security was not my main focus <laughs> on that play. So it was. I mean, we still have Iowa fans. We, you know, we lived, We played for the Jaguars, and we were in Jacksonville Beach, and had a tent, a Wisconsin tent, out, and um, some Iowa fans came up to us and like, oh, you know, you know Big Ten, blah, 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 because we're in the South, right? So, oh, Big Ten, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they didn't know who I was, and then that they started talking about the fake punt. And they're like, do you remember in 2010 when you guys had a fake punt? And I was yeah. like, dude, that was me. And they were like, no. And so, like, I, I get a still some, some, you know, enjoyment out of that. It still tortures Iowa fans to this day. And I, and I feel like they are still tortured to this day. Hey, anything we can hold over Iowa's head. That is an amazing story from the great Brad Nortman, one of the all-time uh, fake punts ever, in my opinion, in, at any level of football. Maybe I'm a little biased. But, I agree. Uh, Nortman, that is, that is an awesome story. So looking back on that, right, like, is that your favorite play of your career? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I, I had some other plays, you know, punts that were timely. I had another fake punt in the Rose Bowl. I had a fake punt in the NFL. But that one was so timely. It was, it was part of a game-winning drive. I can't say that about any of my other fakes. The game resulted in a win. It was a marquee moment in a, an amazing, memorable season. So I would say that play was the most important, my favorite play of my career, and uh, the most impactful. Now, am I am I screwing this up with the Rose Bowl punt, or was there a flag thrown and you had to do it a second time? So that was the that was the Rose Bowl. Okay. So and that one, same type of play, and we read that TCU would do something similar, but it was more of a sweep, right? So I would take the you know the the personal protecting you know barrage of people in front of me. I was kind of sweeping out to the left. It was fourth and four, first punt of the game. And Coach B called it again. Whereas, like we, you know, we're gonna we're gonna run sweep chains. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Fourth and four, but I can probably get that. We got that last time. Flag, false start. I kind of do a little bit of a catch and sort of like tuck. And some of the linebackers on TCU were like, I, I don't think he was about to punt it. I think he was gonna run with it. So they had some awareness. Okay false start we're back fourth and nine now look back to the sideline again assuming that you know risk averse <laughs> coach b would cut it off nope not coach b and uh you know he gave like the sign to do it again so i did it caught um molded the ball said go to my guys in front of me and we did and sure enough the linebackers were just totally locked on to me and i met eyes with them i was like oh no this is going to be way more hard fought than the iowa game and, you know, I had, I had to read a block, I had to make a cut, and I had to leap, and got 11 on 4th and 9. So <laughs> that one, I still got a Rose Bowl grass stain on the jersey, probably the only grass stain yeah, on true. the jerseys. True. But, yeah, it was, it was, and then on that, so like on the TV broadcast, um, I tweeted today, 
like hashtag a, a picture of me doing the Iowa fake, and I said hashtag offensive weapon. Well, I'm borrowing the words of the one and only Kirk Herbstreet, as oh, he called me an offensive really? weapon in that Rose Bowl. Nice. Because, I mean, that's unbelievable. Because nice. he's, because they I did it, got the first down in the Rose Bowl, and they said, Norman, this is the second fake punt of the year. He's turned out to be an offensive weapon for him. <laughs> and I said, Herbie, you are exactly right. So that's what some people said. <laughs> hey, right, Kirk right, Herbstreet. I am, I am changing your contact in my phone right now. Brad Nortman offensive, offensive weapon. weapon. That's right. That Never is, forget. That is your new contact <laughs> in my phone. Congratulations. Thank that you. is I'm an amazing not. stroll <laughs> down memory lane with the great Brad Nortman as we get you ready for Wisconsin-Iowa 2.30 kick at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We're live at the Club Lamarck, uh, the best burgers in Dane County. Allegedly haven't had one yet, but uh, that's what they're telling me, so I'm very excited to try that a bit later. Uh, we are presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Hey, when it comes to window replacement, you absolutely cannot beat the MVP level at which Pella performs. Not only is the Pella experience always first class, featuring extremely talented installers, but you can have it all right now with no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to two years. That offer expires at the end of the month so you better act fast certain exclusions and restrictions do apply see showroom for details for no money down no payments and no interest for up to two years visit PellaWI.com. that's PellaWI.com. we got to talk about kinnick stadium because I, i've worked with a lot of former players before worked with plenty of uh, reporters before like adam Mertz to my left who say kinnick stadium might be the most uh intimidating vibe I think it's a fair fair term to use in the Big Ten. So we'll dive into that from Brad Nortman's perspective. We'll also preview this matchup a bit more. Defensive battle, punting battle, who knows? Iowa-Wisconsin, 2.30 kick. We continue our preview live from Club Lamarck after this. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. From L.A. to Piscataway, this is your college football scoreboard update driven by Metro Ford of Madison. We're looking across the Big Ten. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex Gravatt, and this is your scoreboard update. Obviously, uh, Indiana is playing at Ohio State, and this game, despite Indiana starting to drive, is looking out of hand. Ohio State up 28-7, to likely going to bring in a local high school team to finish off Indiana at the end of this one. Purdue and Illinois tied up at 14s at the end of the second quarter, so that is halftime. And then, of course, we've got Rutgers at Michigan State. Rutgers is down 7-14, to but this is a close game that could go either way as we get the third quarter kick off. If we look across the rest of the nation, LSU is up 6-3 to against Arkansas in the beginning of the third quarter, but Arkansas is unranked, so this could go either way at this point still. Uh, Notre Dame, 20th ranked in the nation, just absolutely handing it to Navy. 35-13, Notre Dame is leading. And in a high-scoring affair, Missouri travels to Tennessee. Tennessee having no problem scoring, but apparently having trouble stopping them as Tennessee leads this one 28-17 at halftime. Again, this was your Sports Center. Or, uh, Metro Ford of Madison, Madison's trusted Ford dealership. Learn more at MetroFordOfMadison.com. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day rolling on live from the Club Lamarck in Madison as we get you ready for Wisconsin and Iowa. We are fueled by Mountain Dew. Try Mountain Dew Zero Sugar today, available wherever you pick up Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Zero Sugar is all the do and zero the sugar. Mountain Dew, a proud partner of the Wisconsin Badgers. Do the do with Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. I'm Alex Strofe alongside Colin Russo, the legend. Brad Nortman, former Badger, great fake punt. And a man who I didn't even realize was at the fake punt back in 2010 at Kinnick Stadium, the great Adam Mertz with us. As well, so Mertz, before we roll on and talk yeah. Kinnick as, a, Kinnick as a, um, you know, a whole, what was your perspective as a media member? You're up in the press box in that electric atmosphere. You see Brad running around. What was your perspective of that play? I said that's the most graceful punter I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. And here we are. It's like a full gazelle. circle moment. You two working together. It's like a gazelle. Um, no, I mean, I, the number one thing was just the stones to, to call that play. It made sense for so many reasons that we talked about, um, including a little bit off air here about you know field placement. 
24-yard line. Ridiculous. No one does that. The fact that the Badgers had timeouts to burn, so the logical play is punt it away, try to get that stop, try to get the ball back. So there, there was just a lot of that going on. And then the, the weight of the moment. This wasn't, frankly, this wasn't two three and 3-3 three teams in the Big Ten playing. There was a Rose Bowl, potential Rose Bowl berth on the line here. So for, uh, for the, I, the thing I love the most about that story is the fact that he made you stew on it for 45 minutes. Yeah. So not only did Brett think, like, hey, the next time we get the ball, uh, you know, we get stopped. We're doing that, but he stuck with it mm-hmm. after all that time to think about it. And I almost went through my head and was like, "Was he saying that to you to commit himself to the decision <laughs> as much as anything else?" Of like, it's a great question. You know, I want to get this out there on the record. Like, we're doing this. Yeah, I mean, I think very rarely too do coaches have such conviction in the play and the execution. And I just think we schemed it perfectly. We trusted our players to execute. And I just think he 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 wanted to run it. He knew that it would steal a possession, and he knew that it would be massive on the game. But there would be the third quarter, which would be much easier to call it in, and then sticking with it in that moment was just, it was such a, the cojones for that is just unbelievable. (laughs) And I think you're right. I mean, I just think he knew that I know this is going to work, and I'm willing to risk it all on it. And it's just... It was a cool moment, and it was a, it's cool as players, right, because you want coaches to believe in you. You want coaches to put you in positions where, you know, maybe there's a bit of a risk, but I believe in you and I trust you. And nah, that's a leader you want to follow. So it's cool. I think Jim Leonard is that kind of leader too. And it's, it, when players play for got, you know, guys like that, you can see it from all the remarks of the players currently. It's just it makes you want to play football, baby. You're a pro's pro, dude. What a great transition that is. Jim Leonard, the head coach, interim uh, head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers, heads down to Kinnick Stadium today. Uh, Colin Russo, you've watched a lot of college football. Have you been to Kinnick Stadium? Because I have not. Have you? I've never been there at all. I want to get there. I've heard it's a good spot. I heard it's a little fun, like, college area. And I heard, like, the game day atmosphere is as good as you could find in the Big Ten. I've, I've heard that. Uh, I'll have to get out there eventually. We should take a road trip one of these. uh, Maybe next year on the Badgers Idol Week, we take a little road trip. And go see... An Iowa-Northwestern Iowa, game? Yeah, yeah, another 9-6 to six game, <laughs> right. really, really well-coached game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. So um, I'm going to lean on the experts then. Mertzi, how many times have you been to Kinnick? I would say in that range of about five or six. Okay, and so that's probably more than you, Norman, but you've played yeah. it. Twice. Twice. Yep, All twice. right, so I'm curious because uh, Monte Ball, who I worked with last year, obviously has had some great memories and moments in, uh, in Kinnick Stadium as well as Brad, but I'm curious from your guys' perspective, what is it like? Try to bring me and Colin, who have never been there, into Kinnick Stadium. How would you explain the atmosphere uh, to guys that have never been? Well, there are certain stadiums you walk in. The horseshoe comes to mind for Ohio State, where you look at it, and you are literally stunned by the size of it, right? Where you look up, it's a double deck all the way around. The student section's massive. And just the sheer size of it, you're intimidated before anybody even walks in the door, right? So, And then, of course, when it's packed, it's loud and intimidating. Kinnick is one of those stadiums where it might only hold 60,000, 65,000 people. And you walk in, and it doesn't feel super intimidating. It's, you know, there's no double decks. It's just all one deck all the way up. Now, it's not small by any means, but it's not intimidating by itself. But when they cram their fans into there, everything just feels tight. Everything feels like they're on top of you. It feels like they've crammed the fans in. You are certainly crammed in because they etched out no more than six feet from where the white of the sideline is, your whole bench, and then there starts the fan. Wow. Basically at ground level, right? So, I mean, you are right there hearing everything the fans have to say, all the heckling, and they're just right on top of you. There's no space to maneuver. You just, everything feels tight. And because of that, they're into it, they're loud, they're coordinated. It just feels like you are utterly surrounded by Iowa fans. So it's a tough place to play, a hostile environment, and, um, and they do well there. So, and, and the other thing, the other weird thing, too, is no easy place to fly into. So you always bus. So you bus four and a half hours there. Not, not a very enjoyable way to do it. Yeah, so just no. everything about it is just a bit different and, and, and hostile. Well, at least Mertzi drives down in a spacious car, I assume. But let's go from ground level to the press box, right? So what's, you've got the bird's eye view. What's your perspective in Canuck Stadium? Yeah, you know, I mean, it really, uh, you know, from that vantage point, I echo what Brad said. It, the, the structure itself does not appear intimidating. The thing that's always registered with me is that it gets so personal. 
down on the sidelines. Uh, I remember, uh, I think I think Dane has talked about that a little bit, about how the, you know, the fans are just riding you. And they're not even, and it's actually, it's worse because they're not just, you know, like dropping F-bombs at you. They're in your face about, like, personal stuff and whatever else. They do their homework. They're kind of, it's just, like, very uncomfortable. I, I have a funny story about that. That's very true. I'm personally thankful that Coach Bielema took almost all of the direction of the of the ridicule and the heckling because he's a former Iowa guy and they just chose there was a guy who was literally like go. right at the 50 yard line this like Colin second Russo, row Iowa yeah. and he researched everything about Coach Bielema and he just matter of factly he had like a sheet like I'm looking at the Club Lamarck menu and he was just looking at a sheet and he was just talking to Coach Bielema all game he's like you went to middle school here blah 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 and like he just went through his history and tried to bring up the most embarrassing stuff as possible highlight all of his Iowa losses all of his mission you know at Kansas State and all of his defensive failures and then tried to highlight you know why Iowa was so great and it was it was an hour of this guy just on a turned-over milk cart just <laughs> preaching a sermon on why Coach Bielema is uh, is the worst, worst coach there is. It's just matter-of-fact, not even, like, you know, aggressively from the gut, just like he's talking to him. You had a 7-19 record in middle school football, Brett. You suck. I love that. That's amazing. Um, you, you know, it always goes back to, and I don't I don't know if they still have this. Do they still have the pink visiting locker room? They do. They do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't know if they retained that. Talked to old. Keanu Benton about that this week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was an old But Hayden he said it's way better. He said it's way better than the Northwestern locker room, right? He doesn't give a damn what the color, what the color of the walls is. are. Yeah. At yeah, least yeah. he has. He actually has personal space to get into his locker room like Northwestern. That's what Keanu Benton okay. told us earlier this week on Rutledge and Hamilton, which you hear weekdays, 2 to 4 on 100.5 ESPN. In Madison, Keanu Benton joins every single week. All right, rolling on. It is uh, it is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Getting ready for this. It's gonna be a defensive battle, man. Like this earlier, I uh, I don't know how to feel right now. It's I, gonna get gritty. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not really gritty. I, I you don't like it for some reason. I don't I like. I get it. We like watching you know offensive prowess when we watch college football because that's kind of what we think of when we think of modern-day college football, slinging the ball, doing this and that. We are not going to see that today. Either side. These guys, n- neither team can really throw it all that well. We can throw it a little better than they can. But we, there's two great defenses. They kind of know each other a little bit. Iowa doesn't really play us that well. But regardless, they're coming off. They're coming in pretty hot. They're coming off two good wins in a game where they absolutely dominated Purdue. This is going to be awesome. I hope that we show up with the same type of physicality and grittiness that they will. I imagine we will because we got something to play for, but they do just as much. You know, they're in the kind of the similar boat that we are, and they kind of realize that, like, the winner of this game derails the other team. And the other team's kind of just going to sink while the other team has a chance to really strive towards that Big Ten West berth, especially with Illinois going up and down here. So this is going to get not only gritty, it's going to be low-scoring, I'm going to bet there's a safety at some point on either side. I love how committed you are. I like that safety. safety. (laughs) Uh, There's going to be a safety today. I feel it. So there's going to be a safety. It's going to be maybe one or two total touchdowns the whole game. They're not going to throw the ball. There's going to be attempts on either side. I think you're too negative. I think you're too negative. Is this negative? I'm excited. I think this Wisconsin offense is going to find itself today. I'm I'm excited. I I don't get three touchdowns from Wisconsin alone. And oh. a safety. 23 points. You think they're throwing the ball today? A little bit. Not a ton. But I think Braylon so Allen, think... Isaac Arendo is coming off a career game. Like, those guys you are You think they're going to run the ball all over them? Huh? Yeah, I think they're going to run all over Iowa. And you think we're going to shut Not them? all over, because they're good defense, by all means. But so are, we shut, are we shutting them down? Defensively? Yeah. Uh, no. Iowa Iowa's offense goals. is getting two something goals. done, too? Two, oh. two field goals. Oh, six points only. Six points, yeah. No safety. 23 to 6. No safety? <laughs> no. Badgers get a safety. Oh, Badgers get a safety. Okay. Yeah, 23 to 6 is my prediction. Wow. I don't know about that. I think this is uh, that 23, 21 points. This team, one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah, I'm not worried. Graham Mertz, great quarterback. 5 for 18 against Maryland. Uh, 77 yards against Maryland. Talia Tugbailoa also at 77 yards. It's been a week. I'm still fascinated by that stat, that both quarterbacks at 77 yards. Yeah. That's wild. With like under 10 completions each. Yeah, yeah. Bad game last week. Really good football. All right. Wisconsin's (laughs) good. Are they a good team? Yeah, we're a good team. We are now a good team. 
before we were not. And, and I don't think there was any sort of like line in the sand, like we were bad. Now we're, we're just playing the way we should be playing now. Yeah. And we weren't before. And I, it, it sort of evolved over time. I think multiple factors are the reason for that. It seems like the offensive line is coming together. Defense, we've had some injuries. We're sort of getting back to health. And um, Mertz has found a nice rhythm. So I, I think we're playing well. And, the, you know, this seems like the Wisconsin team that, that should have started the season. I, the, I have less of a question mark of what team is going to show up today. I'm, I'm pretty certain we're going to get some version of the good Badgers, not the, you know, ugly bad Badgers that we saw a little bit more in the early part of the year. It's interesting because we go into games and Wisconsin always thinks whether, regardless of what team we're playing, Everybody always thinks, game plan, slow the game down, play some defense, run the ball, control the clock, field position battle. Iowa does defense, run the ball, control the clock, don't beat themselves. Won't call it a mirror. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Uh, Iowa's beating themselves this year several No, I know, but don't, like, that's, like, their game plan going in. Our game plan is don't beat ourselves. We beat ourselves offensively the same way that they do. This is the same type of game plan going into the game. They want to play the exact same game. It's just a matter of who's going to do it a little better. That's what to Brad's point earlier. Punting, defense, turnovers, safety. Beautiful. This is going to be beautiful. They're playing right into their wheelhouse. Just who could do it better? I, I actually agree with you, Colin. I've always felt like Wisconsin and Iowa are sort of mirror programs. Sure. Right? We're always knocking on the door of elite, maybe not quite there, at least on a consistent basis. So I felt I always feel like Iowa, this game to Wisconsin is a litmus test of where we stand. Are we are we still kind of on the upper end of the of the Big Ten? Has Iowa leapfrogged in front of us? Just similar qualities, similar you know vibes of the program. I felt like we always mirror each other, so this is an, always an interesting test for Wisconsin. Huge, and and, and uh, not surprising given the lineage here of Barry coming over from Iowa, basically adopting a lot of the Hayden Fry methodology. And the thing that I think about it, I'm with you right there with you guys, but it's like they're dark twins of each other because you look at how Iowa does stuff with like four three defense versus three four. Sure, mm-hmm. and it's like that's why I think that when these teams get together, like stuff just like hits. And everything hits a wall. Nothing meshes. You know, it, some some games you just feel better and your offense flows against a certain defense better. And this thing, everything just hits the same steel wall on both sides. All the gaps are filled in this game. It's yep. going to be yeah. fun. So yep. it's just physicality yep. all yeah, over. I'm, I'm excited. I'm into this. I don't know why you're not strove. I think this is going to be the type of game that, like, all right, all right. this is just going to get gritty. And that's all you can say. Colin, I like good football. No, I agree. I understand that. But, like, there's so what don't you understand? You have, there's sometimes you have to accept the fact that we're not going to see modernized, quote-unquote, good football. You're going to see some 1950s, Ooh. you know. Oh, great. <laughs> New Rockney, Notre Dame. I wish my great-grandparents were still around to see it. Good Old-time, ready, run-at-each-other football. Block. Don't beat yourself. Look, you're right. You, you are right. I'll give you that. But am I excited about it? No. I don't know. I think this weather's rubbing off on me. First snow we've seen here in a while. This is just the this type of gross. game you expect. It's it was expect. 70 degrees on Thursday. Not anymore. It's snowing outside And it Madison. won't be anymore. What's the, the weather the in Iowa? Somebody check into that for me. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we'll check uh, on that we'll weather. Talk, I, yeah, contact our local meteorologist. If, if it's snowing, this is just adding on to the fire. Yeah, no, like, I'm with you on that. It's going to be great. Hey, if it's, if it's going to be bad football, let's at least get a snow. Let's get like 50-mile-an-hour winds. Let's have a punting battle just for Brad's Punting and 50 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be at the edge of my seat. That's yeah, all I know. I know you will be. I know you will be. <laughs> hey, Carbon World Health is your complete solution for fitness, health, and beauty. Carbon World Health, the country's first medically supervised spa and fitness facility. They combine fitness, health, and beauty with cutting-edge science and impeccable service unlike anything you've ever experienced. Redefine limitation in their state-of-the-art fitness facility. Visit their website, carbonworldhealth.com. For more information, that's carbonworldhealth.com. we got to play some good call, bad call. Hunter Vaughn, unfortunately, out sick today. So Alex Gravatt in his place going to read Hunter's questions on his behalf as we play good call, bad call. That's next. Live from the Club Lamarck, CSPN Wisconsin College Game Day.
ESPN Wisconsin College game day rolling on live from Club Lamarck in Madison. What an awesome bar. There's TVs everywhere. There's Coors lights flowing everywhere. We're having the time of our lives at Club Lamarck in Madison. I'm Alex Strofe alongside Adam Ertz, Colin Russo, former Badger punter Brad Nortman. As we get you ready for Iowa, Wisconsin, a 2.30 kickoff this afternoon, just a little over an hour away from kickoff. Hey, jump around a tradition for your Wisconsin football team at Canopy. They also carry a long-standing tradition of working in the best interest of their clients every single day. Canopy Wealth Management is rooted in their community, which is why they partnered with Gildas Club, the Madison Capitals, kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. They're a fiduciary, which means they strive to work in the best interest of their clients, providing you with the tools and resources you need to achieve your goals. Go to canopy-wealth.com. To get started with Canopy Wealth Management today. Oh boy, we got a little scrum going on in the Purdue Illinois game. Love to see that as they're knotted up at 14 apiece in the, it uh, looks like the third quarter. They're still going after a big fight breaking out. Oh baby, I like seeing this. Referees involved, breaking it up, and finally teams heading back to their respective sideline. Love a little chippy play in the Big Ten, Brad Nortman. I love to see it. You, you love to see it. It's toughness, right? I mean, and when you get, you know, you're. When the Big Ten is characterized by toughness, you, you don't want to back down from anybody or anything. So, you know, look, I mean, look at that. These guys, five, you got five guys taking them down. No wonder you're going to get up and get that in the, in the guy's face. Wow, I love it. All right, anyway, it's time to uh, play one of my favorite games. It's time to play some good call, bad call on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Good call. Good call. Or bad call. I got a bad feeling about this. On ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day is brought to you by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. One call, that's all at Gruber Law Offices. Uh, a little call me maybe Carly Ray Jepsen in the background. She just sold out the Sylvie a couple uh, last week, I think it was. So shout out to Carly Ray Jepsen. Little, just needed to drop that in, Mertz. I know that. You're like, <laughs> it's the information you need. How culturally aware. Oh, that's me. That's me. Super aware of everything. Hyper aware. All right. Good call, bad call. Alex Gravatt is running the show for us today in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Has some statements. He'll say them to us and simply we'll reply. Good call, bad call. Alex, go ahead. Well, before we have any of that, what's happening, friends? How are you, buddy? Good to see you. I'm glad to make my Saturday, uh, my first Saturday appearance. It's a good time. Uh, Good call, bad call. Now that the basketball team has played in American Family Field, the Badgers football team should play a game there next year. I don't know how you execute that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say bad call. I like the idea in theory, right? Like, uh, they played up at Lambeau a few years back against LSU. Like, that was fun. How do you play football on a baseball field, right? I remember when the Oakland Raiders used to do that at the Oakland Athletics Field. I'm going to go bad call here, Marcy. So, I'm going to say I'm going to say bad call on this just because I don't know if there's much to gain, but I think back to the, the season two years ago that the North versus Northwestern at Wrigley game got yeah. ruined. And that one I was looking forward to because, like, who cares if it's Wrigley or Ryan Field in Northwestern? But I wouldn't want to give up a home game to play at Miller Park. Totally fair. These are, again, not my questions. Shout out Hunter Vaughn for writing. <laughs> uh, I would never say something so dumb, right? Discerning. And I would I would say bad call as well. I, I like the idea of it. I like the novelty of it. But every time I actually see it happen in a, in a you know, you put a football field in, in somewhere where it's not supposed to be. Like, they think of, like, the Yankee Stadium when they do that yeah. for the bowl game. Pinstripe bowl. It's, I mean, it's cool. It's a novelty. I feel like it just takes away from it. And I would never give up a game at Camp Randall for that. If it was some sort of give up an away game and it's a maybe, but I'm going to say in general, bad call. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Bad call. It's different with Yankee Stadium. You know, they got a little bit of a historical aspect to it. When you don't really have that and you want to, like, create a new one with no sense of, like, any sort of historical nuance or anything, why do it? It's just, like, there's not enough seating, this and that, and there's a whole bunch of problems. I mean, I if you were there yesterday for a football game, like, basketball for a basketball game, game at least, like, the, the, the sight lines are weird, and I imagine it's got to be a little weird, especially with the football, too. But yeah, I would think you're gonna so. You're going to run into a bunch of issues. Why, hey, why waste a home game? I, I'll say I, I agree, first off. But second off, I think uh, I love the ideas of, like, unique setups. I, I just I'm, – I'm a fan of that. But yeah. – uh, I don't think this one works. Uh, Gee, before you ask the next question, would you like to reiterate that you did not write that question? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I, all of these not on me. I don't want to take any credit. Um, I'm just here, man, so I don't get fined, you know? <laughs> I, I feel you, Marshawn. What's next? Brian Kelly has LSU at seven in his first year. They're currently ranked the seventh best team. Uh, Brian Kelly's a top five coach. Top Ooh. five? Ooh. Can I jump in here? Yeah, go ahead. Bad call. Brian Kelly is not a top five coach. You hate Notre Dame. <laughs> I am not a Brian Kelly guy. Is it because he recruited Drew Prime? No, it's not. I just no. I've never liked. I've never liked 
anything about Notre Dame, it's always we're Notre Dame and you're not. Brian Kelly, always been a fraud. Oh, uh, dude. The southern accent when he showed up. Oh, I remember that. He's a front. We remember remember when Brian Kelly showed up at an LSU basketball game and said, hey, I'm Brian Kelly. It's like he grew up there all of a sudden. Give me a break. Like, I've never bought into Brian Kelly. There's multiple coaches in the the, uh, SEC I'd rather over him. And you got come on. I've never been a Brian Kelly guy. Well, Dabo, Saban. Dabo, Saban. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Sure. Ryan Day. Yeah, Ryan Day. Absolutely. What about Jim Harbaugh? We putting him over him? I would. I'm not a Kelly fan. Right either. now, I'd hey. go Jim Harbaugh over him. Yeah. How about Jimmy Leonard over Ooh. the fraud Brian Kelly? Huh? <laughs> I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it. Kirby that's Smart. Just me being, me <laughs> Kirby being Smart. better. Kirby Smart. Kirby yep. Smart. Me being know. better. So I guess, I guess no. It's a bad call. Yeah, bad I guess call. So that, it is an interesting exercise in what where he would rank. I mean, you can't, probably you can't top 10. deny what, what he did at Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, he got him into a couple of national championships. Yeah, games, yeah, so. yeah. They, he made the playoff a couple of times, but they, right. they weren't ever that great in uh, these bowl games that they got. And no. no. And, and, I mean, they, and they were never involved in these conference championships and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. They, I've never been involved in that. I, I, like, the, I like the term Mertzi just used, exercise. This yeah. is a good exercise. <laughs> he's a top ten coach. I don't think he's top five. Uh, so we all agree, bad call? I agree. And I love the call last week. Absolutely. Oh, yes. yeah. First overtime. Like, that Good is for them. Yep. Good but, for them. But he did. But he's smart that way. He wasn't smart doing the y'all. How are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. but, but he's like, I'm going to make myself legendary at LSU. If I, if I get this or I don't, I'm, I'm going to you know stand by that call. And I think that paid off. Obviously, huge for him. Yeah. Totally agree. What's next? It's okay to cheer against TCU getting into the playoffs because of the 2011 Rose Bowl loss. Brad Norman, yeah, we'll start here. this may be oh. the greatest call that I've ever heard on this show. I, I still maintain a good, healthy hate for TCU, and I don't think it'll ever... Uh, I don't think it'll ever quite go away. I'm going to be an active rooter against TCU, Oregon, the teams that broke my heart throughout my year. So uh, I don't care if it's the uh, 2022 college football or it's the 2042 college football. I'm going to be rooting against TCU till my last play. Uh Andy Dalton, your thoughts? Okay, Andy Dalton's a really good dude, actually. Um, <laughs> I hate to say that. I've met him a few times, and he's awesome. So, and, and, I, and I didn't want to like him, and I liked him. Yeah, fair. So, What's the number one thing that sticks in your craw about that game? Uh, well, um, I think the fact that we waited so long to run the ball, um, we, we just, I don't know what we were doing the first half. It was sort of clunky. We were trying to be too cute, throw the ball. Start Third quarter, we just started hammering it down their throat, and we were scoring points at will. So I think that we, I, I don't I don't think we had the right game plan for them, and we discovered it too late. Interesting. Um, I'm going to say it is a uh, bad call. I we need, we need parity in college football. We need new teams in the playoff. I, yes, I don't like TCU for the same reasons Brad Norman just alluded to. However, I was not a player on that team. So uh, I say bad call. I'm rooting for TCU to make the college football playoff this year. I want a new team in there. I love that. And I was just talking last week about how much I'd do anything to break up, you know, what's going on. But I can't go this far. This is one step too Ooh, far. Wow, I'm going to okay. say good call. I just can't root for TCU after that. Wow, to uh, on side of the young guys with me and Struff here, I'm also going to say it's a bad call. We need the parity. I actually quite like this TCU team. Quentin Johnston, their uh, star wide receiver, is going to go to Jacksonville next year. In the no, first he's going round. to Green Bay. He's going to Green Bay. He's not going to Green Bay. He's going to Jacksonville. Right. Well, we'll circle back to Jacksonville. But they need. this is a big game today. I'm really into this Texas game. Hopefully they can knock them off and uh, kind of get their spot in that college football playoff. We need it. Less Clemson, less Alabama. Let's change it up. We know Georgia's going to get in. Hopefully Tennessee can squeak in as well. And then you've got teams like TCU. Then you're shaping Oregon. up. May, yeah, maybe a U. Uh, the, probably the winner of the Michigan Ohio State game will get in, and maybe if Tennessee gets out, then you get in the Pac-12 team. That's good parity. I like that. That's one Pac-12, one Big Ten, one Big Twelve, and one SEC. I think you can't ask for much better than that. For the sake of college football, I'm going to say bad call. For those of you that had over 13 and a half minutes until Colin Russo somehow fit in the Jacksonville Jaguars, you are a winner today. <laughs> 64 minutes it took. Brad Norman referenced him earlier, and Colin didn't say I held my tongue there. I held yeah, that, my was, tongue that was there. good. Uh, that is good call, bad call here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We're hanging out at Club Lamarck in Madison. We are brewed by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. When it comes to window replacement, you absolutely cannot beat the MVP level at which Pella performs. Not only is the Pella experience always first class, featuring extremely talented installers, but you can have it all right now with no money down, no payments, and no interest. 
for up to two years. It expires at the end of the month, so act fast. Certain exclusions and restrictions do apply. you got to see the showroom for details just off the belt line here in Madison. For no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to two years, you can also visit their website, PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com for Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Less than an hour away from kickoff, we do a from 20,000 view feet overview. Wisconsin, Iowa next as we roll on live from Club Lamarck in the college game day.